Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, and Star Wars, more Star Wars, and wars that are in the stars. Hey, everyone. This is Like Trees Walking. Is that to irritate me even more? It's our review episode. This is episode people have been waiting for. They supported us for us. You're Michael J. Nelson. I'm David Berge. This is the podcast where we talk about the big questions like, was the latest Star Wars good? Uh, which we happen to have information on for once. We're First hand. We're fully informed. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I think right out of the gate, I think you know, if you're listening to this, what this is. You said our names. You probably know the name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of our big thank you and review edition. The thank you for this amazing accomplishment. Oh, this, great. this is this is so good. So we raised over five thousand, like fifty three hundred bucks at last count uh, for the center of belonging. Um, it's just going to be this amazing um, place for folks to come. Uh, everyone in our community to come get services. Uh, it's in the church basement. It's it's not run by the church, um, but uh, but we're super excited um, that we're going to be able to support that and make that happen. And so thank you everyone who who stepped up. I like to think that it was the classic win win situation where people got to you know give to something good which makes them feel good and give to the suffering and humiliation of michael j nelson yes, which, which is always makes always good. good and you know when you point out the church basement let's be clear and by the way i have a, just a tiny bit of a cold i feel fine i'm sorry if my voice is a little but i don't think it should be unpleasant hopefully it's just a little more <laughs> basso profundo um but anyway that's that's what the deal is there but the the church basement this is not just a a couple of folding chairs. No. This is a the center for belong. This is a big. It's a big. It's deal. huge. This it's is a huge. huge project, like transformational. I mean, utterly, literally. I think we've said this in the podcast before, but the church basement as it currently exists, straight out of central casting. Think of you know the AA meetings in the wire, um, and that's basically what. Uh, which is you know, I'm not hating on those spaces. I love I love the church yeah. basement, but to see it be transformed into a place where people in uh, you know. Uh, Drug and alcohol recovery uh, can can come and get counseling and services and then a food uh, like a very high quality, um, uh, dignified uh, food bank uh, is going to be there. I mean, we're talking about like really top notch. Yes, stuff. this is going to serve a lot of people. Oh yeah, this and, this is this is a good thing. So anyway, that is our thanks to you. You have uh, you have done a good thing, and uh, you know there were parts. For me, of the experience of you making me suffer, that were not not a lot of suffering. Some of it was, okay. which we'll get into. We will get into that. What was not a lot of suffering for you? Uh, well, it was just fun to that day think about like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go over and get dressed at <laughs> Pastor Dave's house to do my. <laughs> I haven't, you know, I haven't had an event like that. I gotta meet. It's kind of like a wedding, right? I'll meet over at the yeah. Uh, the best man's house and we'll, uh, get, we'll, our tuxes we'll get our tuxes on and we'll talk smack. And so that was, that was fun. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, just, and meeting our, some friends came to share the suffering, which I thought was fun. That was very yeah, nice. I did not expect that. I thought people were just going to leave me hanging and be laughing and, uh, no, they came and, and shared in it. So that was good too. What, uh, what was it like? Was it, were you embarrassed when you walked in? Was this, you know, in your Qui-Gon Qui-Gon, Jim yeah, Jung-il, I, I don't have to know, explain a generic chat. You just had a braid and a painted-on beard and a robe and and a lightsaber. And then uh, your lovely wife, Amy, said, yeah. let me put, I said, should I have some sort of a beard? She's like, yeah, because we got to 
little more humiliation. And so gave me a really weak, really weak beer <laughs> by her own admission. Yeah. I mean, she's good at what she does, but she's like, no, I'm just going to do this. So that it's kind of, you know, half baked. Yeah. It's it was, it was, it was, it was, it was looking good. I was in my, I was having a great time, a grand old time in my job of the hut inflatable costume next to you. Well, that's why I felt like, why should I be embarrassed? I'm walking next to you. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so let's let's get into it from stem to stern just to prove to people that we did this. Your money was well spent. My um, favorite thing once we got there, though, and got oh, picked up our I tickets. Know what you're going to say. It was so delightful. Good. So we were we got some free sodas, some free pops. From the movie theater because yeah, why did I say sodas? We got free pops. Yeah, you're from Minnesota. I'm very sorry. I'm from Chicago, so I say soda. Yeah, so we got free free pops uh, because a couple of employees at the movie theater were so delighted to see us in our yeah, costumes yeah. that they asked, they requested photographs with us. Yes, and and, and one requested, it, and then another uh, young young lady ran over and said, "Oh, oh, oh, please, me, can I get in here <laughs> with you?" And now understand, it was not us like us as it's not like oh we're no fans oh yeah these what, guys we yeah, love your podcast like, no it's just like no, look no, at these no. clowns look at these morons doing this they were delighted by it that someone would would go to those lengths and especially because it's you know you think opening night i'm sure it's a lot of you know not a lot of people but several people wearing costumes sure. and out in yeah. force to be like a, a week and a half removed from the opening and at two in the afternoon see a couple of jokers walk in in these costumes i think it was hilarious children were laughing they were pointing and laughing pointing at us. And laughing a guy surreptitiously <laughs> that was my favorite he had the, the cell phone he had the phone the right at his hip yeah. and he was just doing the like doop, doop, like who knows who he was sending that to or posting it on his his instagram stories but you know trying to play it off and i caught him but i I didn't call him out. I just just let him do it. Do you think that he was probably going to like a real movie? Like, you know, maybe they, the Fathom Events was doing the Met Opera or something. And he's walking through going no. like, look at these morons. <laughs> he was just, he just, it was just, it, you know, people could, people, we brought joy to the world by people just being like, look at these guys. Why are they doing this? And so that felt good too, to like just make people's, you know, standard run of the mill movie going experience yeah. a little bit more interesting. You're not expecting to go to the movie theater on yeah. Saturday afternoon and see that after Christmas. And, and so for, a, a treat. Yeah. And for those who donated to, uh, you know, see me suffer a little bit of pain, I should add it was pretty good because it was very cold. I mean, not, it was raining and cold in a way that, you know, because we're doing this cosplay, we can't wear can't wear a coat no. over your thing, you especially you with an inflatable <laughs> job of the hut thing and a full head that sat atop that. You can't really. So it was just no coats, which is, you know, in Minnesota, we're used to that. Like until it gets below zero, who cares? No coats. But it was raining and cold. It was a little bit miserable, the trip to the uh, theater with the rain it coming was. through my. And then on the way out, it was it was a little tough. So I just want to add that on there that there you was some suffer. suffering on okay. our part. So. Okay. So, uh, you know, mission accomplished, all of you out there who tried to make me suffer. But now, how about the movie itself? Oh, shall we begin? I think so. I mean, I don't think there's anything else to cover about our experience beforehand. I don't think so, yeah. It was pretty straightforward. Um, good parking spot. That was <laughs> solid. Very solid parking spot. Uh, uh, the movie. Should Should I start or should you? Why don't you, Mike? I think people are more interested in what you have to say than I am, but I'm interested in what I well, have to no, say. Well, no, you're the fan. All right, I'll give you my take, and I'll, I will just say this with 100% um, sincerity. I, you can always assume that from me, unless I'm making a joke. 
it's sincere. Uh, to watch characters that you don't care about and don't know for two and a half hours is a bit of a special kind of hell. Um, it was pretty hellish where I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I don't, I don't like or know them. I, I, I don't know what to say. Recap. Give us a recap of the plot. The plot was some people in a spaceship had to get something. So they kept like going to planets or something and, and then, uh, picking up things and then fighting ghosts. I had, we had a discussion afterwards. This, I did not know that when you die in the star Wars universe, uh, I don't know whether it's midichlorians or whatever. You don't actually die. <laughs> if you you're just a Jedi, a ghost. yeah. If you're a Jedi, it appears you become a Force ghost. And and then can you just? And I just wanted to know what the rules were because that seemed to be pretty chill. To be killed is not a big deal because you can just walk around and talk to your loved ones. I don't know if you can eat a sandwich with them or whatever, but it appears that you can have some physical interaction. Yeah, because Force Ghost Luke did some yeah handling like, of. Handling stuff. of objects in the... So I don't understand what the difference is between alive and dead if other than you kind of glow. You're like glowy. Uh, so <laughs> you that move was around. You're not always around. You kind of fade in and out. I'm not sure the rules oh. are about when you show oh, you up. you fade and in and out? Yeah, like you'll disappear. You're a force ghost, so you'll appear somewhere. But is that you... at your will or is it at I don't. I don't know. Well, who writes the rules? Where's the Star Wars Bible? How do I find this out? Because that would well, color Luke, my we, we impression. Could, I wish we could read the Star Wars Bible, but Luke burned it in the, in the, in the previous movie. He burned oh, the he burned the Jedi Temple. Oh, was that with the? Well, no, the he was going to burn. I'm, actually, yes, sorry, he didn't burn the Jedi Temple. Yoda, like, stopped Luke from burning the Jedi Temple, and then, like, through the Force, lit it on fire. Lit. So, the, Force Ghost Yoda. So there conjured is a single fire. document. Called like the Force Bible. There were sacred texts that were preserved at the, the Jedi Temple. Uh, that the Frog Nuns, that was part of their job, was sure. preserving these buildings, and so they were these sacred texts that were preserved, and they were destroyed, I believe, in uh, in uh, the Last Jedi. And did the Frog Nuns? Did they have to go down to a lily pad and deposit their eggs on it, and then another frog? <laughs> I have no idea how they reproduced or whatever. Oh a, a frog monk, sorry, would swim over it. And Mike, deposit. Stop. What? Stop. <laughs> what? Keep. Get this back is to the your movie. beloved. Get back to the. This movie. is your beloved uh, series. Um. Yeah. So the plot. I. I didn't really follow the plot. I didn't. Uh, I don't know. Okay, but what did you like about it? Tell me what you liked about it. Oh, I don't. Oh, I tell. I will tell you what I liked about it. One of my favorite things is that this tries to have this series tries to have this gravitas about it, right? But then in the middle of it, a Jeff Dunham puppet comes in and is like, <laughs> Hey, everybody, now it's time to do something wacky. <laughs> and even when people are like weeping over the death of some character that like, No, he's the beloved guy who used to go to the, to the moisture farm and, you know, he knew his aunt or whatever. I can't follow this stuff. He, he's dead and he, it's, you know, tears and weeping. In the background, there's like a seven foot wide crab creature going, <laughs> and that stuff to me is so, that makes me laugh because it is so bad and so lame. And this just seems to be built into the Star Wars universe, right? Yeah. Well, and you liked, uh, Babu, you loved Babu Frick. Babu Frick, probably my favorite character, I don't know, in fiction of all time. <laughs> For the laughs that Babu Frick gave me, that was good stuff. Yeah. And what I loved about Babu Frick, which you shared with me, is that voiced by none other than Moaning Myrtle. That's correct. From the Harry Potter series mm -hmm. movies. Yeah. So it was what a what a, what a career what a she's treat. had. 
you and, know? And a great voice sounded like a, uh, a drunken baby. That's, you know, like... <laughs> Which Moaning Myrtle, a truly perverted ghost. My God, a very sick thing. <laughs> yes, Living in toilets and... Yeah. And always trying to, like, hit on, like, kind of, like... Yeah. Maybe, like, get a little inappropriate with Harry Potter. I mean, what a career. And Disturbing. then Babu Frick, just this tiny little hilarious puppet. Yeah. Um... What were the other puppets that you uh, that that you could call out for me? Because there were a few of them. Well, there was. I mean, I, I don't know if they were puppets, but there were some. You did see some porgs. Those are like the big, wide-eyed kind of those the wide-eyed calamari critters. Dudes? No, the the mon calamari. Those are the oh, right. people okay. who just look like calamari. Yeah, <laughs> or squids or oh squid oh when people. they had the uh, when they did the Burning Man. There were the the cuttlefish dancers oh, made me yes. laugh a lot. Yes, you were delighted <laughs> by when they just came into that alien Burning Man. And then the, all they did was sort of hang out and oh, and the little uh, the, oh the chi- the child. What was that? What did it look like? Yeah, the the cuttlefish people. But then there was this their their children who connect with Ray. Who's yeah, like, what's your name? A, a little nymph child, you know, like in the stage where her uh, exoskeleton hadn't fallen off and <laughs> was just chatting with her like, oh, you're so adorable. And <laughs> it's supposed to be like this Dickensian, please, ma'am. And, it's uh, so good to talk to you. And it was like, funny because I, th- <laughs> I think the point of that was to drive home the point. You know, she goes, well, what's your name? Oh, Ray. Well, you're, what's your surname? To To kind of expose that Ray is not aware of her. Her true origins that she's searching oh, and searching and searching. Is? Yes. Ray is searching for like who she really is and where she came from and why did her parents abandon her? Mm, you boy, know, that really was touching to me. It's <laughs> I'm sorry. I it's not emotionally well developed, I wouldn't say. And, and, you know, there was the mirror scene, you know, where she's looking in. Was that in this movie where she looks in like an intimate mirror? I think that was the last that one. That was the last one. Sorry. And this know. one, she fights. Herself? For three seconds, she fights one of herself. And I thought, I couldn't tell it was her. I thought it was I like another woman Jedi who had come out. But she fights her for two seconds. Yeah, and then she's just gone. It was like a little funhouse thing. Like, ha here's you. And I didn't know what that meant either. Yeah. There was a lot of confusion, even among, I mean, I was sitting in a row of guys who should, are predisposed to know everything about this. And there was a lot of puzzled looks at this Yeah, movie. we didn't get it. Um so is that is that all you've got, Mike, or do you have anything else you want to say? I could go on and on about it. <laughs> First of all, two and two and a half hours or two twenty, whatever. I yeah. mean, but once you hit over two hours, you can't tell your story in less than that. And and the fan service, like I guess it serviced fans and me not being a fan, this is just like, would you move on? What is this? What is this supposed to be? So, what that was, was the fan service, Mike? What what fan service bothered you? I, I, that's all I've been told is that the movie was ninety percent fan service. Lando so, Calrissian. Oh, uh, oh, that was know. the other thing. Him uh, appearing as a movie plot. This is just you know taking the larger view, having a guy who you know every five minutes is like, this is it. We're done. We're all toast. We're all gonna die. Not if I have anything to say about it. And that happens like 12 times. By the end, I was laughing I hysterically. Like, Emperor Palpatine's back. Uh, they did definitely get the I have a bad feeling about this line in there, which ugh. they have to get in every movie. Ugh. Doesn't that f- sadden you that they of have co- to do of that? Of course it does, Mike. But you love this. That's a... 
You love it. It's your you favorite thing asked in the me. world. You haven't asked me for my thoughts. Well, you k- told me to keep going. So, <laughs> so now I want the Star Wars fan version right. of it. So I was... As um, a fan, did they service you? And did you like the plot? Did you follow it? And what were your highlights and what were your lowlights? And were there first act problems, second act problems, third act problems, and how would you fix <laughs> I them? I knew we were in for a doozy. And I, had, I hadn't I had read anything about it, so I knew nothing. I was going in as a tabla rusa. I knew nothing about this. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I go in. I knew we were in for a doozy when the first line of the cr- opening crawl is, the dead speak. <laughs> and I just laugh. Because I'm like, what are, this is the weirdest start I've ever seen. I mean, the, the prequel crawls with their trade. <laughs> the, oh, God. When you see the Phantom Menace. And the opening crawl starts, and you're just like, oh, just goes oh crap, oh, <laughs> crap, this is what the movie's about. But this one, the dead speak, oh, there's a message from Palpatine. This just comes completely out of left field. So they have not been establishing at all, like, where this universe is heading, the First Order is back, Snoke is going to try to get control of Rey, because if you can get control of Rey, she's very powerful, she'll be this very powerful person to kind of resurrect the new you know, first order, which is going to be the new, the empire 2.0, blah, 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 blah. Well, is that, that what the, I've never known what the first order is. It's basically the new empire. Again, the political like dimensions of this universe that's been built make absolutely no sense to me at all. Okay. And so don't think too much about all it. All right. Uh, and, but then like, so Palpatine's back out of nowhere. He's back. And then he's just like, ha, Snoke, like I made Snoke. And then you see at one point they go into Palpatine's lair and in this like, formaldehyde jar yeah, there's a jar of snow it's like two snokes in there <laughs> you're like holy crap like i i guess that's the palpatine's been behind the scenes he's been the puppet master behind the scenes the whole time um just pulling everyone's strings because he's coming back now we didn't know that it bears no but coming back from where when did he go away? so he was darth vader last we saw him Darth Vader, you know, he was shocking Luke. He was foreshocking. Palpatine was foreshocking Luke. And who's Luke? The Return of the Jedi. Luke who was Skywalker. Him? No, but who was playing him in the last one? Oh, Mark Hamill. Oh, he was? Luke Skywalker is Mark Hamill. Yeah, but he's sometimes different, right? No, he's oh, Anna, by different no that's Anakin Skywalker. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, and Anakin became... Darth Vader. Darth Vader. So... And who became Darth Sid or Darth... Darth Sidious? I... I have no idea. Okay, These sorry. aren't people. All right. These are... No, the only person who has trails. continuity... Sorry. Is Yoda, is Yoda, and 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 Anakin Skywalker who becomes Darth Vader. Well, anyways, last we saw Darth Vader was force shocking. Well, no, I'm sorry, saved his son Luke Skywalker who was being force shocked by Palpatine and threw him down one of these like bottomless pits on the inside of the new Death Star. And so we saw Palpatine going falling to his death. You know, force shot coming out of his hands. We assume he's dead because he's been thrown down a bottomless pit. Well, no, he did not die. His dark force powers kept him alive on Exegol, this weird, evil planet place where he is like, ha- is being carried around by this kind of arm and he's got, uh, juices pumping into him that are keeping him alive. He's on some kind of bizarre life support, but he's so strong in the dark side of the force that he's able to resurrect or conjure a entire huge fleet of star destroyers. Oh, that's what he did? Mm hmm. So he pulled, and they were just there. And they were down. He, they were in the murk. They were in the uh, primordial soup, or whatever. And he, but don't they? They have a lot of wiring problems after that, don't they? <laughs> I just that's what <laughs> he literally resurrects. I mean, you see this? It's a it's an uh, innumerable fleet of star destroyers that he resurrects from the now the personnel problems, staffing those HR. How you know? You just think of 
I don't think he resurrected crews. They weren't like these skeleton crews where you sort of think of like uh, the. But good- if he can resurrect them, he can also then direct them, right? Well, good we thing. did see force. We did, but yeah, but we did see like force flying of ships or tug of war uh, with the force with ships raided that. But so the whole kind of artifice of the movie, the plot is just com- completely disconnected uh, in a sense from anything that had followed previously in this trilogy. And I mean, just kind of laughable and absurd that he resurrected the empire, you know, the empire, it, all their ships had been destroyed, but Oh, he's just able to conjure these things up out of nowhere. And so he obviously needs to be destroyed. And, um, and so the, the quest is basically, you know, is Kylo Ren going to be good or bad? You know, at the end of the day, will he see the good in himself or not? Will Ray turn to the dark side? Will she discover, you know, who she is and where she's from? And so that's kind of the central driving narrative is, are they going to be able to destroy this? Will hope die? You know, and this is where you, Hope is kind of one of the central themes, which is in Hollywood's hands, kind of a, kind of a vomitous concept, but it's kind of what they have to go with in this movie. And I think so, the best thing about all their villains is that all of them just sort of talk in deep voices, and some of them are over radio, so it's like, Red, I, you and I are connected, Red. <laughs> oh, and by the way, here's another evil guy. Oh, and I'm a third <laughs> evil guy, too, and I have a voice, and I talk like this. It's the worst. Come on. There's no great. good villain. And I love that. They're the uh, worst villain. Admiral Hux is like, I'm your spy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's a mole inside feeding them information about how to defeat them because he hates Kylo Ren. And then he gets outed as a spy and then immediately gets killed like two seconds later. That uh, character, the Kylo Ren, that is the worst character ever Ren. been created He's so by emo. any. It's the worst. He's great. It's He's just emo. awful. And that actor is just terrible. Adam Driver is phenomenal. Oh my God. And his his brooding emo, you know, I killed Han Solo, I'll kill. But when push comes to shove, sp- uh, yeah, in this podcast, we should know it is full of spoilers since we're telling you about a movie we saw. Yeah, we just put, it, yeah, just put that below. The- <laughs> um, that he, like, ultimately, Ray is much more, I mean, she's just, you know, so much better than him at the Force. And she has magical healing powers now, though. Like, she, you know, they, they, for sure, Why they not? foreshadow when because you they find this nasty worm, you know, this evil snake worm under under the desert. They Remember did? in this one? Remember they were down in the cavern on the Burning Man planet, and then yeah, not really. And then the worm is mad, and like they're like, no, instead of attacking it, and Ray goes up to it and heals it. Uh, and yeah, that like no, makes really it good. That. You don't remember that at nope. all. Nope. And then she uses her force healing powers. On, cause she stabs Kylo oh, Ren. Oh, I remember that. And then she heals he, him. He died like 14 times in the movie. I thought at the end they should have done a lot more, like, should have just gone back and forth, forced resurrecting each other. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like Romeo and Juliet, looks at instead of them both dying, he dies. You know, he gives his life up to save Ray at the very end. But then the ghost, whatever her name is, ghost Carrie Fisher also gives up her life. Right? Yes. There's a lot of life giving up. She uh, gives her life up, Carrie Fisher, because she has to somehow connect with, she has to use all her remaining strength to connect with the good side of the force that's inside Carrie Kylo Fisher Ren. does. Yes. As a ghost. Yes. No, she's still alive. But she f- was a ghost, a space ghost in the last one. She flew through space. But yeah, but she didn't, that was her coming back to life. She wasn't oh, turning into God's a sp- sake. <laughs> She wasn't turning this into a space such ghost. garbage. <laughs> she was just coming back to life and flying through space. Uh. So when you stop and talk about it, like, I, I will say this. It was a well-paced movie. I was entertained 
Oh, Mike disagrees. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, I, I did not mind the pacing. A lot of stuff happened. It, it was exciting. Um, there was Wow. Yes. This is, this is funny. This there is was, like if we walked into a room and someone slapped us in the face with a 15-pound frozen fish and you were like, this is great. <laughs> I'm literally, I have no idea what you're talking about. This was one of the most torturous experiences no, I've ever had. I don't agree. It was, it was, it was at least the pacing I thought was, was well done. Um, they didn't like, even though the plot was absurd and insane and stupid and had nothing to do with what came before, they didn't dwell on that. They just kept the action moving. And so I appreciated that. <sighs> um, and, you know, it had some great spiritual themes in there. Sacrifice, right, Mike? Carrie Fisher sacrificing herself. Kylo Ren sacrificing herself. She was himself. a ghost. There's no sacrifice. She's and then, already dead. And then she can just be alive again, too, anyway. So it's then, not a sacrifice. And then uh, C-3PO, you know, he sacrificed his memory because he read the... I mean, that was the great, like... Um, you That's know, the, the second worst character ever created, is C-3PO. <laughs> the reading the knife, but then it's in Sith language, which is banned. So they have to, like, in order to break his... You know, protocol. They have to like erase his memory so he can translate it for him. And I love that it's like on this knife that then has a pull-out handle that shows you exactly if you hold it up to the Death Star 2.0 where this uh, tesseract locating thing. It's it doesn't make any so sense. Stupid. So the plot stupid. is the plot is awful. It is true. So your review, really stupid, dumb plot, characters paper thin and awful. Yep. Great movie. Yeah. Two thumbs up. <laughs> um, exactly. But what was great to me too is they gave the, um, they, they gave the, the one woman, um, Rose was her character's name. Uh, they gave her the Jar Jar Banks treatment. She was the one who was very unpopular. I think yeah. Kelly, Kelly Tran is her name, the actress's name. They gave her the Jar Jar treatment in this one. Like, well, people didn't like you. We're not going to just erase you from the movie, yeah. but you're going to get about two minutes. Background character. Here yeah. you go. Yeah. You're getting two minutes. And Finn, I'm dying to know what Finn was going to tell Ray. He's like, Ray, I have something to tell you before this happens. And then he never tells her, which is probably that he loves her, but like, it ne- they, he never tells her. I thought they were going to tie you that really one. really care? Up. Come on. And you know, Oscar Isaacs, uh, Poe Dameron, is he going to end up with that po- Rocketeer girl? Ugh, who cares? He ran Spice. But it's over, right? He was a Spice runner. There's no more. Well, he's going to go, maybe he goes back to running Spice. No, but I mean, there's no more movie. This is it. They wrapped up the story, right? This trilogy. So this trilogy is wrapped this up. Is so, done. Yeah. so no more Star Wars movies? We're safe? <laughs> You're an executive at Disney, Mike. <laughs> what are you going to do? Let it sit uh, for a couple of years and then... So explain this to me. Why no Baby Yoda? What happened? That's a different universe. What do you mean? Well, it's a di- the Baby Yoda is a whole totally a separate story. universe? Well, it's, it's the Star Wars universe, but it's a separate story. Where? But isn't that what everyone was talking about? I got to go that was see from the, the new Star Wars so I can see the stupid Baby no, Yoda? No, that's the Mandalorian TV show that's on Disney+. Plus. And is there a Baby Yoda in there? Yes, that? there is. Well, why didn't they cross over and put him into this? I don't think they knew. Were, I know, don't think they knew what a smash their success. their pants hearing about it. You could see, I could easily see a Mandalorian movie coming out. Because Baby Yoda is, that's that's a that's a cash cow. You got to milk. That's the goose that laid the golden egg. Ugh. Baby Yoda's a great, I mean, it's, Baby Yoda's extremely cute. Ugh. I haven't. I haven't seen you. I wish my face. You'll could, be touched. I, if this was a, not a podcast, but video, you'd see the utter revulsion and disgust on my face. So yeah, all that to say, um, I think for me, what has happened, and I now again, I was a huge. I am a fan of Star Wars, but what happened is it got too successful. I think it Star Wars became. Uh, 
it got high on its own supply or something like that, you know? And so it started taking itself too seriously. And it, and it's, it, it's like, and the delay between, it was so popular, so successful. So when I was growing up, it was just these movies that had been out once, you know, had this lore. Like, so it kind of had that going for it, that it was this thing that had existed once and, oh, there's more of the story and I can't wait to, are they ever going to do it? You know, all that sort of thing. And so this mythos, you know, grew up around it. And then once they, once he went back to it, it just all went downhill and kind of just exposed it for it's not that like it's just a bunch of movies that were really popular. And like it's no different. Sorry, folks. It's no different than the Indiana Jones movies or it's no different than the James Bond franchise. You know, all these franchise movies like they're all or the Avengers franchise for that matter. Like it's just a bunch of movies and they hit on success and they just keep beating uh, that horse even after it's dead. And so. And you love them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, let's run them down before we will close this out. I don't think I, I have not much more to say about okay. it. People probably uh, really hating my, uh, my derogatory comments. That's Can't okay. help it. It's just that's, you know, we all have opinions. Yeah. Uh, but rank them. What's your favorite movie? Uh, how many are there? Nine? What do we count? Are we counting? Is it just this trilogy? Are we counting like the... <laughs> well, I suppose we'd have to count those Ewok movies then too. But are we counting like the kind of extra one-off movies? The solo uh, Star Wars no, story and no, the Rogue no. One? Okay. No, we're only counting the just ones. Just the nine. We're, the one that start and please don't use Lucas's counting system. So the I'll first use... movie, the second okay, movie. Okay, that's how I'll do it. Fine, that's how I'll do it. So the best movie is the second one that was released. and That is The Empire Strikes Back. That's where he's frozen in carbonite, carbonite and all of that. Yeah, that's a cool movie. And Darth Vader is just force choking people, and it's it's really well done. And um, I it, disagree, but go it's ahead. Really so well that's done. Number movie. one. That's number one. That's the best one. Second best, in my opinion, is the Return of the Jedi. That's the Ewok one. That a lot of Yub Nub. Yub Nub. Well, and this is all folks going off of uh, the untainted versions. I actually have a. A petition up to restore on change.org to restore sure. Yubnub to its rightful position at the end of I vote for the that. It's the Jedi. only thing I'll vote for. Yubnub. I'm <laughs> in favor of that. Uh, so, yeah. And these, so these are just the original versions. These are not the bastardized Lucas, you know, went back over and, and de- desecrated his own creations. Uh, so uh, Return of the Jedi, that to me is second best. Uh, very entertaining movie. Well done. Um, the third best would be the first. So that's A New Hope. That one has a lot of iconic moments in it. The cantina scene, the Jawa sand crawler. It introduces all these things to us. And so for its day, it was revolutionary. You go back and watch it. It's kind of slow paced and a yeah. little boring and not that great. But it, it, it has a lot of iconic elements to it. So, um, I, I, so that's two. No, that's third. No, but that's two in your ranking. No, it's third in my ranking. Wait, what was this? First is, first is The Empire Strikes Back. Second is Return of the Jedi. Third is A New Hope. Oh. The first one. I totally missed that. Yes, yeah, because they all sound the same to me. Sorry. Then, when I'm ranking them, uh, I would say um, The Force Awakens is fourth. That's the first of this new trilogy. The fifth is this last one that we just saw, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. The sixth is, uh, and now we're starting to really damn with faint praise, uh, The Last Jedi. That's the second movie of this trilogy. That's and then the prequels, and then and then the prequels are all just a big massive. Yeah, and I think the Last Jedi was some people liked it. They thought it was Ryan Johnson boldly breaking with the series. I just thought it was the plot didn't follow. It was dumb. It was was absurd. And the Force Awakens was probably just the best. Like (laughs) if someone remade a New Hope, but 
made a little more exciting and modern. But um, anyways, all that to say, the prequels are just trash. They're garbage. They're so bad. Uh, the best of the prequels is, is I think, uh, The Phantom Menace, actually. It's got the pod racing in it and oh, the little God. Anakin. But here I'm damning with faint oh. praise. And then people, some people like Revenge of the Sith, which is the third of the prequels. That, but I can't, Anakin, one of the most unintentionally hilarious scenes is when Anakin is burning in lava and going, ah, I'll be Oh, one. that's good. Yes. I mean, so I can't take that seriously. I hate it. And I hate everything. That, I'm so bored with the clone army being made out of Django Fett. I, that whole stuff, I just can't stand. And then, uh, and then the, uh, what's episode two? Um, Attack of the Clones. That movie is pure, utter trash. It's got the like dirty diner, like oh, let me tell you, Pa, you made the kettle run in ten parsecs, and this like is that with all of his racist characters? No, well? that's the Phantom Menace that has the ra- okay. most racist characters. That's all my right. favorite of the prequels, <laughs> not because of that, but just it, to me, it's it it at least held out some hope for the future. But Anakin hating sand that comes from the Attack of the Clones. It has the longest of the side plots of. Obi-Wan Kenobi going and visiting the clones being made. It's just, and the prequels all have like a bajillion. <laughs> George Lucas was so in love with CG. There's always like a million ships flying like yeah. behind every scene. Uh, I just, man, I hated that so much. And, and actually I would say that the casino scene in the, uh, in the, the last, uh, Jedi reminded me the most of the prequels. That was one of my least favorite scenes in the yeah. in the new trilogy. So again, even talking about these things, your mind. So if you're not interested in them at all, you, I, your eyes just start to glaze over. Glaze over. Like, what is this person even talking about? But that's my definitive ranking of these movies. Um, and yeah. again, I think truly the only the truly great movie, and I do think it's a great movie, is is, is uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Wow, that is wow. We could not be farther apart. Guess my ranking on how the movies go. One, uh, first, second, third, fourth, fifth. I don't, uh, what's the longest one? Um, what is the longest one? That's my least favorite. Okay. What's the second longest one? That's my <laughs> next least favorite. And on down the line. The shortest one probably is the original. Then it's my favorite movie. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, although it depends, I guess if I'm really trying to get a nap and it's playing at a theater and maybe it's at a $3 place. I don't know. Maybe I'd like a longer one. What's that? It's really hot and the air conditioning was good in there. I don't know. So it's tough to say, but that's my, my ranking. So there's our review. There's our thoughts, our summations. You know, you, uh, maybe you didn't ask for it, but you're getting them from us. <laughs> but mostly this was our extended, uh, thank you for uh, putting me through this for, for a good cause for the center of belonging. And that's, uh, that's a very good thing indeed. And so you could suffer through a little Star Wars for that, you know, what's next? Oh, for solo two. <laughs> Yeah, if we can raise people did talk a lot about cats. Oh my. That yeah, if we, we could were, have hit a certain threshold, maybe you would have gone to see cats. The folks at uh the folks at Rift Tracks were all excited about this, like hearing about it. And then uh, our own Bill Corbett went to see it and he like texted from the theater like this was absolute torture. This was a <laughs> solid no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the Rift Tractings don't even have that to look forward to. I, well, I'm just, that was his, he's not the last word. We still, <laughs> we'll still be talking about it, but I'm just saying that is not a good sign if, uh, if that's what he said. Absolute torture was his review. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is, folks. I hope, uh, if you have any more questions, please. Give them to Pastor Dave because he's the authority on all things Star Wars. 
as you can tell, Mike has a very loose grasp on this universe. So don't go to him for any what feedback I, and support other than hey, ask this me was, anything about Babu Frick. <laughs> yeah, Mike is is deep into writing Babu Frick fanfic right and, now and slash fic if, you, <laughs> if, you're, if you're nice enough. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. And uh, this is Like Trees Walking. We'll be back with a real episode. And a new season. Very. Oh, that's right. This yes. is the end of the season. Yes, it's Woo-hoo. episode 24. So thank you. We haven't been canceled yet. Nope. All right. We'll see you again soon. <laughs>